0: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rooted Podcast. My name's Robert Harlemert, and we believe that if we are rooted in Scripture, uh, that no matter what's going on in our life, in and out of season, we can live a life that is according to, to according to Jesus, and that's why we have this podcast uh, almost every single Wednesday. Uh, we have been talking a lot about the church, a lot about Christians over the past. I know probably two months now and uh, we're going to continue that that conversation of what it means to be rooted in scripture rooted in jesus so that we can live a life according to him in and out of season and today i want to talk about the gospel message i think this is very very important it it has this this basic aspect to it when it become when it when it comes to becoming a christian But it also continues on and is very, very important even after we've become Christians and become seasoned Christians and we've lived a life uh, really according to Jesus. And I think that's that's really important to talk about, keep in front of us, because the gospel message is the center of what we do. The gospel message is the power that we have here on this earth. And if we don't understand it as Christians, uh, then we can come off as kind of, arrogant individuals or people that think we're better than other people. And, it, and there's a big list of things. And and honestly, a lot of the criticism that the church gets, it will receive if the people do not understand the gospel message. So I think it, we should take some time today and we should talk about that and we should internalize it and we should try to live it out uh, this week. So the gospel message is at the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, there's an account, there's four accounts of the gospel message. And then uh, in... The later parts of the Old Testament, we hear people tell the gospel story to see life change in people. We see Paul do it multiple times. We see the the disciples do it multiple times, especially at the beginning of Acts. We see Timothy, like the the second generation of, of Christians, um, do that within his church. And we see that no matter where they go, the gospel message is so, so important. Here's why the gospel message is important. Here's why the gospel message is important. Because the the gospel and what we receive in the gospel is what makes us different than every other person on this earth. The gospel message is what makes us different than non-Christians in the world. If we do not have the gospel message, if we don't know the gospel message, if we haven't received grace in our life then just because we worship God and we do not know the gospel message there's no difference between us and the rest of the world at the end of times there is there's is no difference so here here's the gospel message here let me let me explain it to you so there was sin on this earth that separated us from God so we see in the beginning of of creation where God created Adam and then he created Eve, a woman, and because of the decisions that they made, sin had entered into um, creation. So they now had the the knowledge of what it says of good and evil. Before they only knew the knowledge of good, now they know the the knowledge of evil. Now, because they know this evil, there is an opportunity for them to do that evil. So here's what God set up with Moses He said, if you commit a sin, if you do, if you do something that is for yourself and not for God, you have the ability to remove that sin because of sacrifice. You can do a sacrifice and because of the bloodshed of that sacrifice, it will atone. It will take the place of your sin. But to completely remove the sin and allow us to be righteous. This is what God did. He sent his son down to die, to spill out his blood for our sins. So there's the sacrifice there. But because it came from God to us, he says that it is an eternal, continuous paying for our sins. We get this example, a small example, all through the Old Testament, just as the Israelites Spread the blood of the perfect Lamb over the door frames in Exodus, so the angel of death would pass over God sent the perfect Lamb of Jesus to cover our sins And because of that, in god's eyes, because of the bloodshed of Jesus that covers us, we can we are viewed as righteous, and we can continue to live in eternity in heaven with him after we pass away. That is the good news of Jesus, that we are no longer bound by the sin of this world. We're no longer bound by the sins we commit, but we are bound by the blood of Jesus, which promises salvation and allows us to live eternity in heaven. That when when, when the judge happens, When the judgment happens when god looks at us and determines if we can spend eternity with him he only sees the blood of jesus when he sees the people who have faith in jesus that is the gospel message and that is so so important for us to understand and that is the very first thing that we need to lead with every time we're together every time we talk to non-christians This is the most important thing, and it needs to be in the front of our minds with every decision, every time we have conversations, every time we spend money, every time uh, we are about to start a family, every time we're going into a room with other people, every time we enter into a church building, every time we're about to raise our hands in worship or give in worship, every time us ministers are about to stand on stage and preach, the gospel message needs to be the center of absolutely everything that we do. And I, I hope and pray that we understand this, that this is very, very important. So here's the problem. We have, I can only speak, I've mentioned this multiple times on a podcast. I only speak about uh, American culture, spe- specifically in probably Kentucky. I've only done um, full time ministry in Kentucky, um, but we could probably apply this to uh, other parts of the United States. Is that we have a lot of people. That claim to be Christians, that could not sit in front of anybody and explain the gospel message. That if you ask them, hey, will you will you say the gospel message to me? Will you will you share the gospel message with me? A lot of Christians, I, I wouldn't say most, but a, a good chunk of Christians cannot explain the basic gospel message. And here's what this turns into so if if we have people that that are good leaders that do not know the gospel message, they will eventually become into leadership of the church. They'll eventually become uh people who serve people who become deacons de- people who become uh elders, and potentially even become ministers who are on stage preaching to people, people who lead in worship people are who are viewed as leaders in the church and if they do not explain the gospel message if they do not understand the gospel message, then eventually we will become consumed with the good things that are absolutely meaningless in the church. That we will find importance in things that we built in the church rather than the thing, the one thing that Jesus gave us on the cross. Eventually we will become more consumed with things that matter to us, rather than things that matter to God. So eventually we'll, we will build great buildings, we will have great pews, we will have great bands, we will have great lighting, we will have great website and, and Instagram and Facebook. And we'll, everything that we do will be absolutely great. And there will be a time, potentially, that we will get more frustrated when one of those things goes wrong, when a pew gets broken when a building falls down, when something goes wrong on Facebook, I mean, you can name a list of things that we get frustrated with in the church. We will get more frustrated with the fact that that happened than somebody who is in the church that does not know the gospel message. If we become where we are more focused and we get more frustrated with things of the things of the church, then of people not knowing the gospel message or not leading with the gospel message, then we are not following Jesus, but we are following something that looks like Jesus. We will become people who, who are like preachers that are more con, concerned about people doing good things than becoming in love with Jesus Christ. And here's where the connection happens. And this is where this is so important is that because Jesus came and died for us in order to, you know, remove that separation between us and God, which is so important. He later explains to us that we need to be a living sacrifice as well. That whenever God comes in and, and sacrifices his son and dies for us, if we have faith in him and believe in the gospel message, we too need to lay down our life for the gospel message. That the gospel message goes above our preferences, that the gospel message goes be in front of our message, that the gospel message goes in front of the things that we want to build because we have a mission to change the world. And the things that don't change the world are our buildings, are our pews, are our ways of preferences of the way things look, the, the events that we put on, and all the, I mean, you give a big, long list of things that churches really value. We need to value the thing that can actually change the world and not of the things that make us feel comfortable inside of our churches. That is the gospel message. That is the most important thing that we can do here on this earth. In in Romans 5, 6 through 11, it says this, See you at just the right time. When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us since we now have been justified by the blood how much more shall we be saved from god's wrath through him for if while we were god's enemy we were reconciled to him through the death of his son how much more having been reconciled shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. If you look just before this, what Paul likes to do is he likes to give the ending and then explains what he's doing. So if you view everything through this, through the gospel message, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, how we are reconciled and justified through the blood of Jesus, this is what it says. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The final question I have is, what do we boast in as Christians? Like when, when we stand up and we preach, when, we, when we're around each other, when we're on Facebook, when we're on Instagram, when we're on any other uh, email, any other social aspect of it, when we're around our friends and family, what do we, what do we boast in? What Paul is suggesting here in Romans is that we should boast in Jesus Christ and the things that he has done that we should boast in our suffering because of the gospel message. See what I find in the church and in all the different criticisms that we've got recently is that a lot of us like to talk about ourselves instead of the life-changing factor of the gospel and other people. Like whenever we, we interview great leaders and they, they love to talk about what they've done, but we've forgotten the reason that we started churches in the first place. The reason we started mission groups in the first place, the reason that we go to other countries, the reason that we start nonprofits was to fill a gap, which can only be filled by the gospel message that the reason we started a church is to try to change lives in a certain area. The reason we started a not-for-profit is because there is a gap there and the gospel is the only thing that can fill that. And we do that by being in the hands and feet of Jesus. The reasons we, we go into the 1040 window and to share the gospel message is because they worship gods that cannot save them. They worship gods that fulfill an internal need and a gap inside of them, but do not fill the eternal gap, which is between us and God. So we go and we share that message, which is so important. The only message that can save us. And because of all of this, we have peace and hope for eternity. See, that the, what the world wants you to do, and we talked about this last week, is, is the world remembers everything. The world does not want you to have peace. The world wants you to, have, to be anxious. The world wants you to have depression. The world wants to be in control of who you are, and the world wants to dictate the next step that you take. But when Jesus enters in, and the, and, and the gospel message enters in, there is a separation, there is a cut in the timeline, and we are no longer of the past, which is the world pushing us forward, but it is the gospel message that is pushing us forward. So we have, we have peace and hope, and we have freedom because we're no longer being pushed forward by the things of this world. We're no longer, we don't no longer care about how many likes we get on Facebook. We no longer care if somebody shared our Facebook or Instagram posts. We no longer care how many followers we have. We no longer care how big our business can be or how much money we can have. But we start to care about the things that God cares about and not the things that the world cares about. We don't care about our appearance. We don't care about having the new and brightest, the brightest thing. We don't care about building our our own kingdom for ourselves, but we care about building the kingdom of God, which saves us. That is the change in the power of the gospel message. I think a lot of the criticism that we get from the church and from the deconstruction movement is because the people who really want to follow Jesus, I'm talking about the people who are deconstructing with the purpose of actually following Jesus, not the people who are deconstructing just because they want to be angry about something. The people who actually want to follow Jesus, the reason that they're not coming back to some of our churches is because when they read the gospel message and they see what our church is doing, they don't see a connection there. They don't see the church going into the world, trying to actually change the world with the one thing that can actually change the world. But we go into the world with our gimmicks and our good deeds and are trying to be a part of something with our quick fixes and all the different things that we say as little taglines, instead of going into the world with the one message that can really change the world. Now, this is not every church. This is not every minister. This is not every pastor. This is not every children's youth or preaching or executive This is not every single one of them. This is not every elder. I've met some of the best people in the world in the church, probably the best people in the world in the church. And I haven't even met every Christian. There are a lot of good people in the church and the church is a good thing. And it's still relevant in today's culture. And I think that we need to continue to push forward our churches. But when we move forward, when the millennials and the Gen Z and the Gen X slowly move forward. And as the, 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 the continual generations continue to pass away and the next generation are now the elders in the church, we need to remember that it is the gospel message that is going to keep us around and not the things that we can do with our own power on this world. And that needs to be the center of everything that we do. Absolutely everything. See, the gospel message, when it is internalized, I believe it's contagious. When we read at the beginning of Acts, uh, I've read this a bunch of times, Acts 2, 42, um, where it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I read this multiple times. But at the very end of that, what it says is that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That that group of people at the beginning internalized the gospel message and God added to their number daily because the only thing that could save them was that gospel message. They had nothing, they had nothing else. When those people became Christians, they lost everything. They lost their families, they lost their jobs, they lost uh, their social groups, they lost their normal routine, and all they had were each other. But the one thing that, that brought everybody together was this peace, was this saving, was being, having a personal connection with Jesus Christ that people long for. And it didn't matter if they lost anything because they had each other and they had Christ. And because of that, them actually living it out, their number increased so much. So if we want to increase our churches, if we want to increase our, our, the population of our individual congregations, if you're not a part of a congregation and you just want to increase the big C church, like all of us Christian churches, then we need to live a life according to the gospel and not of the gospel of ourselves, but the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel, which translates as good news, the good news of Jesus Christ can save the good news of, of Rob Harlemert, uh, will just fill a bunch of seats and make no life change. The gospel message saves the the Gospel message of Rob is this entertaining, and I'd rather be a minister that is in the business of trying to push people towards salvation than a minister that pushes people towards entertainment and I've tried my, my best to live that way since I became a a, a christian and I, I've been surrounded with people that believe the exact same thing that when the gospel men- the gospel message enters enters us it changes us and there's there's nothing that we can do, but to share that message with as many people as possible. That's why we write blog posts and that's why we get on stage and, and, and ramble for 30 plus minutes, just trying to convince people to love Jesus as much as they can. And we get on podcasts and we, and we write Facebook messages and we write books on books and we, and we create art and we create these massive buildings for, for Jesus. And, all, All the reason we do that is because Jesus saved us and we can't help but just give it all to him and every talent that we have. So as we go out throughout the week, I pray that we are rooted in the gospel message. That whenever things get, get tough or things are going really well. The first thing that empowers us is the gospel message and not the the really fancy things of this world. That's what I pray that we do this week. If If you're a listener to this podcast, I encourage you to share this message of the gospel. You can share this podcast, um, which explains the gospel message, or you can just go personally to somebody and share the gospel message because it is so important that we can share that with somebody else in a very easy way. The gospel message is very easy to explain, and I pray that we are filled with the blessing of it, that we internalize it, and we're able to expound on that at any point. So if you're a Christian, I plead with you, please learn the gospel message. Please learn the message that you fall in, fell in love with Jesus if, when you heard it in church or heard it from a friend or went to that youth event that one time where the gospel message was shared and you just fell in love with Jesus and you've been at church ever since. I pray that you can share that gospel message too. I'm going to pray for us today as we go throughout our week and interact with everybody as we go to our jobs as we go to church and we sit with people to our left and right, that the gospel message is the thing that's in front of us the most. So let me pray for us. And then we will meet together next Wednesday um, to talk more about how to be rooted, to to live a life according to Jesus in and out of season. And if we want to do that, we need to be rooted in scripture and we need to be rooted in the gospel message. So dear heavenly father, I just want to thank you so much for today. God, I pray for every person who is listening to this podcast that they are changed by the gospel message and they're able to share this gospel message to other people because they know that the only way to, to change the world is through this gospel message and nothing else. That It doesn't matter how many lights or how many concerts or how many buildings or anything that we create. If we don't have the gospel message, we can have no life change. But we first start with the gospel message to, to change lives so that they can spend eternity in heaven with our father. God, I believe you are so good. And I ask this all in your son's name. Amen.